and welcome to Misinformation, a trivia podcast for anyone who loves cool trivia and sticking it to annoying teams at Pub Quiz. We're your hosts. I'm Lauren. And I'm Julia. <laughs> See, we hey. did it again. It, well, because it's just like the hosts of the show we're going to talk about. I know. I'm so That's excited. how they do it. It's so, it's so awkward all the time that they had to say things all together. Oh, yeah. It was three people together. Forget it. I know. Oh, I have so much. We've already jumped into it. Sorry. Sorry, everyone. We're just so excited because this is our second annual Eurovision episode. And I have been, we have purposefully, we've talked since Eurovision. Yes. But we, but have, we have not, not talked about Eurovision. No, on purpose. Yes, we're going to save it for the pod, guys. Yeah, <laughs> save it for the pod. Save it. I have so many thoughts. I have so many things to say about Italia and <laughs> the land of pizza and Sambuca. <laughs> I'll never get over that. I know. I'll never get over that. Uh, yeah, so if you're... If you're hopping into misinformation, a trivia podcast at episode 220, um, this is uh, not our normal type of format. This no. is kind of a special dish ep yep. for us. Um, a very popular, though. Oh, yes. I got people tweeting at me. They were like, are you guys going to do Eurovision? Eurovision? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't even respond when some people were like, oh, I really like this song and that song. I was like, no, 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 no. I can't talk about it. Can't talk about it. Can't Save it for the podcast. Yeah. So, Yes. By the title and description of this episode, we are in fact talking about the Eurovision Song Contest 2020 in Italy. Yeah, 2022. Oh, <laughs> you're two years off. <laughs> Guys, I'm very tired. It's all right. It's, it's, you know, it's been, it may, 2020 has just been extended. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a two year long this year. Is tw this is 2020C. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> like cataloging. <laughs> it's, it's a mu little museum joke for all y'all out there. Woo. Yeah. Uh, so yes, um, similar to last year's mm -hmm. episode of Eurovision, we're going to um, cover real quick some rules, how it all works, and then of course get into it. Yes. So um, we did extensively talk about Eurovision in the history of Eurovision in episode 80. Mm -hmm. No, Eurovision. It's very good. Uh, so that was almost like three years ago at this point, which I is crazy to think about. But yeah. I mean, we've been... We've been very into Eurovision ever since then, for very sure. Very into it. Mm -hmm. So your main rules. All of the lead vocals have to be sung live. Mm -hmm. Each submission has to have vocals. Um, purely instrumental music has never been allowed. And <laughs> since 1999, performers can sing in any language. All people on stage must be at least 16 years old. The performance and or lyrics of a song, quote, must not bring the contest into disrepute. No lyrics, speeches, gestures of a political or similar nature are permitted and no swearing or unacceptable language is allowed and neither are commercial messages. And then finally, last rule, no live animals permitted to be used on stage. I love that rule. It's my favorite rule. I really want to know what happened. <laughs> yeah, yeah. One day we'll have maybe that Maybe it wasn't anything answer. bad, but, yeah. you know, maybe some cows... Maybe someone brought some cows or a goat. I don't know. Oh, I'm yeah, thinking they a chewed goat. It up. Yeah, chewed up all the that wiring, or it got loose, and they were like, "Oh God, there's a goat loose in the in someone the brought auditorium. a snake in." Oh, no. <laughs> see, now I could see a snake with like all those sexy gals in their body suits yeah. carrying a snake, a la Britney. Yeah. Mm. Hey, uh, anybody? Ha Hi, not to alarm anybody, <laughs> but there's a nine foot python on the loose. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Um, so yes, how Eurovision works. Mm -hmm. 
So the winner of the Eurovision Song Contest, they're chosen through two semifinals and a grand final. So traditionally, uh, five or six countries are automatically pre-qualified for the grand final because there are a traditional grand five, yes. big five. And Lauren, they are? Uh, England, or UK, sorry, sorry. The UK, Italy, Germany, Spain, and... Oh my gosh, why can't I remember? Make your mouth very Oh, tiny. France, of course. Le France. <laughs> um, and sometimes there's a sixth one because the the host country yes. automatically gets a bit. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. Um, this year, since Italy, which is one of the big five, was also the host country, there were actually only five that yeah. were automatically qualified for the grand final. Um, so those remaining countries, they take part in one of two semifinals. And in each semifinal, the, the 10 that are voted the best, voted the mm-hmm. highest, they proceed to the grand final. So the grand final participants number total is 25. Yep. So how do we get to that number? Basically, after all the songs have been performed for each night, each participating country has a professional jury of five people whose job it is to rank its top 10 performances, awarding points of 12, 10, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, and 1 to its next favorites in descending order. Mm-hmm. And then home viewers also get a vote, yep. which is very important, but not us here in America. We no. are not allowed to vote. We're not allowed to vote. They kept and, reminding us over and over. You are not allowed to vote. Nope. They said the same thing in the UK in the first semifinal. Yeah. Nope. They will pro- They will beg you to vote. They will plead. Do not vote tonight. Yeah. You vote. Not your night to vote. Yeah. Second. Exactly. Exactly. So the jury scores are then revealed um, during the final by each nation's spokespeople, at which point the second round of votes from members of the public watching live at home will be cast. Mm-hmm. Um, in the grand final, juries and viewers from all participating countries can vote again. And after the 25 finalists have all performed, of course, once the voting window has closed, the presenters will call upon spokespeople in all participating countries and ask them to reveal their jury points live on air. Mm-hmm. And then the Eurovision presenters will read out the results of the European televote in ascending order, beginning with the country that received the lowest number of televotes, finishing with the country that received the highest. And of course, the country with the highest number of votes wins the competition and they get to host it the next year. Hooray! It's a great, it's a, it's a finely honed system which sometimes has its hiccups. We'll get to it. Yeah. But um, that's the Eurovision Song Contest, everybody. And people in Europe go bananas for it. Yes. Of course. It's the Olympics of music. It's wonderful. And everyone supports each other. And it's so beautiful. And the music is so campy. Oh, I can't wait to talk about it. So how did we get to Italy in the first place? Well, we got to Italy in the first place because last year it was uh, Monoskin, the rock band, the handsome and beautiful wow. rock band. They're very sexy. Oh, yes. Daimano David. Yeah. No, get get out of here. Um, so they won and were, they said rock and roll will never die. And uh, it didn't. It didn't. And they came back to perform a couple of their songs, even though Daimano had a terrible leg injury. Oof which was, he seemed like he was in a lot of pain, but consummate professional he is, he did perform beautifully. Um, So they won, and so Italy got to host this year. And our intrepid hosts, if you don't mind me saying. Oh, please, We had um, Alessandro Catalan. uh, We had Laura Pausini, who was, uh, who's a a very, apparently a very famous singer in Italy. And of course, Mika. Mika! Uh, They just kept being like, Mika! It was great. And I was like, why is Mika here? Like he's, I I have always thought of him as British, even though apparently he was born in Lebanon. 
A but, Lebanese British singer, my notes say. Exactly. Oh, but, by the way, folks, we have like handwritten notes. Oh in yeah, front of us yeah. From so like you hear sitting rustling. here, like watching, watching the programs. Mm-hmm. Um, this is not a you know we didn't we we prepared for we this. prepared for this. We have a lot of things to say. Yeah. So and you're here to listen to it. <laughs> so buckle in, everybody. Um, apparently, Mika hosts like. Italy X Factor and also has oh, like okay. a bunch of TV shows. There's one where he like fixed up a castle in Italy or something. He so speaks a different, lots of different languages. Yes, he speaks Italian, he speaks Spanish, he speaks French. French. He did all the like the French stuff. Yeah, announcer stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which I always wondered why do they, of all the languages, why do they have like also things in French on the Eurovision? I mean, who's to say? Well, the Olympics does it in the host country language, English and French. Okay. So maybe it's just like another lingua franca of Europe. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's my assumption. So um, those were the three hosts. And um, Laura Pausini. Laura Pausini. Pausini. Um, Something you need to learn about the Italian Italian language is that mm, they don't care for consonants, but the vowels get each individual, like, Attention that it deserves. Bigger and bigger. <laughs> yes, it just keeps getting bigger and bigger. Um, what did you think of the hosts this year, Julia? Um, Alessandro is very handsome. He is very they had handsome. They him do some bit where he came out and like, he didn't know how to dance. And then they like yes. shoved him out there in like one of the one of the semifinal days, like opening number and like magically he knew how to dance. Yeah. It was cheesy, but yeah. I, I liked him. I I liked the announcers this year. I think on the same level that I liked the ones last year. The announcers, like the the hosts. Oh, oh, yeah. 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 It's, you know, it's cheesy. It's, I feel like, and this is maybe this just is maybe being biased. Um, The Italians are not known for being hilarious. So, (laughs) so, um, the script, and I, you know, I I watch it from BBC, and you watch it on Peacock. Yes. So I get Graham Norton's, you know, yes. snarky color commentary. And I have the incredible Johnny Weir, and I only want to watch things that Johnny Weir hosts from now on. That's amazing. So you and I will both have clearly someone was like, if we have a snarky gay doing color commentary for Eurovision, we're good to go. Like Absolutely. this is that's the requirement mm-hmm. for it. But um, yeah, uh, Graham Norton was let's say unimpressed. <laughs> With the jokes as written. He said, um, the script doesn't jump off the page. They had some funny ideas, but nothing funny really happened. Mm. (laughs) It was a lot of spinning plates. Yeah, they did a lot of... It seemed like the production was not as um, well-organized as it was in the Netherlands last year. (laughs) Which, again... I'm not surprised by. (laughs) The Italians aren't known for precision. No, it was better than I thought it was going to oh, be. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> Remember, I listened to last year's episode and we were like, oh, the land of pizza and Sambuca. This is going to be a shit show. <laughs> yeah, I do remember we did say that. <laughs> we were like, this is going to be awful. Um, but it did end up being better. But yeah, there was a lot of like, you, you can see like Mika looking off, <laughs> off camera and being like, uh, okay, uh, let's learn some Italian gestures, Alessandro. <laughs> and so he's like, this means, uh, what are you doing? And this means go to hell. And like, then they he were like, okay. so much like Ben Platt from like Dear Evan Hansen, right? but like orange yes. to me. <laughs> like that's what I couldn't, in his teeth. 
so white. Mika had a very intense eye contact with the camera. I was like, this man is a cult leader. Although his performance was wonderful. Yes. I was really... He can sing. Oh, he can sing the hell out of things. All of his songs. He did a medley. So did Laura. That was something. But oh, but she changed her outfits like every yes. five minutes. That was that was cool. I will say the fashion was infinitely fashion, better, of course, this year than with the Dutch. So the theme of this Eurovision was not just Eurovision. No, um, <laughs> the Italians made the theme art and the slogan for this contest be the sound of beauty. The sound of beauty. The sound of beauty. So the artwork that you see in like the logo and everything, it's a symmetrical structure and patterns of semantics. So that's the visible modal vibrations. Like if you put like a paste or a liquid or mm. something on a speaker and you can see how that vibrations happen. Huh. So that's how the patterns were designed for the logo. Oh, okay. See, I just thought it was a nonsense, like woo woo thing. Like last year it was in the Netherlands. They were like, it's the power of water. <laughs> so it's just like, okay, well, uh, canals. Yes. It was quote to convey the visual properties of sound. Okay. All right. I'm into yes. it now. And the typography of the logo was inspired by early 20th century Italian poster art. And of oh. course, the colors were drawn from the Italian flag. Of course. Um, so the stage design, it was um, it was very interesting. It was maximalist for sure. Yes. So Rome-based stage designer Francesca Montanaro good. created the good. set. Thank you. <laughs> I practiced. Um, the set was dubbed The Sun Within. Yes. So the stage design was based around the movements and light of a kinetic sun with the intended ability to showcase theatrical motion. Mm-hmm. There was also a working water feature on this yeah, stage. That did not stop. No. <laughs> and it was like sometimes distracting. Yes, it was distracting. Um, but anyway, apparently at some point there was maybe some snafu about how the stage was supposed to move around mm-hmm. and there were, there were supposed to be some extra like swoopy metal things that were supposed to be able to like swish, swish over yeah. the stage and they didn't work. So then a couple of countries actually had to like refigure out their oh, their, chore- their choreography and stuff mm-hmm. so that they weren't involving that and yeah it was yeah interesting to hear um oh and one more thing about Mm -hmm. 2022 so this is the second year in a row that delegations had the option to use pre-recorded backing vocals yes um you could still use backing singers whether on or off stage or also a combination of live and recorded backing but all again all lead vocals performing the melody of the song has to be live Mm -hmm. so interesting yeah and then and then the, it started. Yeah, guys. Let's, let's do this. So semifinal one started May 10th, 2022. Um, let, oh, let me just check my notes. Okay, so we begin on a shot of an Italian inventor who creates a drone. Yeah. And the drone's name, I've already forgot the drone's name. Oh, what was his name? It was something, it wasn't even something Italian. I was like, I was expecting to be like Giuseppe or Mario, but it was like Bob. <laughs> <laughs> um. It was, oh, it was Leo. Leo the drone. Leo the yes. drone. Okay. Yes. And then the music started, and yes. it was the opening chords of Monoskin's song, and I was like, <gasps> and then they here. didn't play it. It was no, just a didn't. real tease. Um, and then here's my notes. Dancers, sequins, shirtless men revolving in hoops, mm. more oiled shirtless men, and pantless women. <laughs> Smoke, waterfall, harem pants, pyrotechnics, ciao Torino. <laughs> Ciao, Torino. You got yes, it? of course. It's, I set the stage. Um, so our very first performing mm-hmm. uh, was from Albania. And this was Ronella. And her song was Secret. And it was performed in both Albanian and English. 
I don't remember this. Um, a lot of hair. Mm. Yep, a lot of hair. Um, she, let's see. I wrote low voiced B. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Very sexual. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. No background visuals at all. No, I was surprised by that. Kind of sounded like she was yelling. <laughs> Um, Johnny Weir um, said that she looked gorgeous and that there was a lot of hair work happening. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, Johnny Weir, <laughs> please start this out. So on, on semifinal one, Johnny Weir was decked out in like full Italy. Like he was oh. like in red, white and green. I love it. Um, he was so excited to be there. He was like a little kid in a candy store. You I could tell that. he had all the facts ready. He had like his crew of like three people he was working with in one room mm-hmm. that he was just like, he was just like feeding pumped. off of their energy and he was yeah. so pumped and he only had nice things to say about everybody. Even if that's kind, they really weren't that great. Like he would always find that like one nice thing to say and be like, Oh, that was just, they just gave it their all. Yeah. Like or they looked he was, beautiful. He was so mm. great. So Johnny had a lot to say that I will also, um, I have also obviously agreed with. Um, we had over at the BBC, we had Rylan Clark and Scott Mills. Mm-hmm. Scott Mills was the one who, uh, fucked up a lot last <laughs> year. Mm-hmm. Um, he didn't fuck up nearly as badly this year, but this year we finally had Rylan Clark cause last year he got COVID and he had to have him oh, replaced. Yeah. So Rylan Clark is this tall, handsome gay man with the whitest teeth and the pillowiest lips. And he definitely had some good snarky things to say. So the two of them were also there and it was a good combo. Yeah. All right. So yeah, if it, I thought it was, it was a fun way to open the show. Sure. But ultimately, it wasn't my favorite. Yeah. Ultimately forgettable. I ultimately felt. forgettable. Mm-hmm. Well, one that, wasn't technically forgettable, um, was Latvia. So mm. by CT Zeni, we get the song Eat Your Salad. Oh and I was terrified that this song might win Eurovision. <laughs> I loved this song. No. I wanted it to win so bad. No. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? It's a bop. It slaps. It rules. No, it Did you turn listen me off to it? from the first line? The first line is, instead of meat, I eat veggies and pussy. Yep. Off. Oh. I can't play that in the car with my daughter. Yes, you can. She does Like a cat. She repeats a lot of words. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I I thought it was cheesy. No. Um, Johnny Weir said, quote, well-rounded diets are very important. <laughs> Um, so Siti Zeni did not sing that second word of the line. Um, they just yelled, instead of meat, I eat. And then the crowd yelled, and veggies and pussy. Um, no, he got to veggies and they said, and pussy. So, which just goes to show that it was a popular song. <laughs> well, um, I did not care for it. Mm-hmm. Um, I wrote lights, each guy in a different colored suit. Yes. They were all in vegetable-colored suits. And then um, by the time they finished it and Johnny had to talk about it, he said, well, um, vegetables, they're important. I do really miss ranch dressing when I'm in Europe. And then he went on like a three-minute talk about ranch dressing because he didn't have anything else nice to say about this. Oh, this was... Probably one of my least favorite songs. <gasps> I can't believe all. it. It was my favorite of song. All. Like, hands down, my favorite song. I put it on my Spotify playlist. It's just a bop. The Also, the, the lead singer, the one in the red suit that also played the saxophone, he was cute. Like, I was into him, too. Mm. And they had a great performance that was very energetic. 
I loved it. I thought it was great. I mean, really, like the song is about recycling and being a vegetarian and um, and eating your veggies makes you sexy, sustainable life. Mm -hmm. I didn't think it was worth Eurovision. Latvia. How how dare you? Okay. Well, that's where we diverge, I guess. It begins. (laughs) All right. You're wrong. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Next is from Lithuania, and we have Monica Liu singing Sentiment High. She has this, like, Liza Minnelli bob, which is her real hair, apparently. Oh, it's like a real bowl cut. Yeah, very 70s. Um, apparently, she describes this song as spooky disco. Okay, I agree with that. Yeah, she had on a halter dress. There mm-hmm. were these like 70s like lens flare disco lights yep. happening behind her. Um, you're getting like very lounge singer vibes. Yeah. It's all in Lithuanian. Sure. We don't really know what she's saying. You no. gotta get the vibe. Um uh, Johnny Weir used the word slinky to describe oh, it yep. over and over and over. Mm-hmm. Slinky, sultry, seductive, giving him very Germany in the 30s. Okay, Weimar um, Republic, I'm getting it. I hated this song. Oh, yeah? <laughs> yeah, I really didn't like it. I'm not like into that kind of like loungy disco thing. And I, I, I was just mad that Lithuania got through to the final and Chitizani did not. So I was just like, that's garbage. Wow. Um, but yeah, I didn't care for it. I mean, the th- the most memorable thing was her haircut. Yeah. Um, it was, I think one of the, f- one of the first times that they did a song all in Lithuanian on Eurovision. Oh, L- Lithuania specifically. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, also Johnny Weir would like to skate to this. So that's, what we huh. got out of that? It might be hard to do, but he would All know right. better. Then from Switzerland, we have Marius Bear and Boys Do Cry. All caps. Man with very long earrings. Yes. He had a nice voice, but I couldn't look at his face. I couldn't do it. I don't know. There was something about his face I just couldn't. I'm getting like a lot of, I got a lot of very early George Michael vibes. Okay, from yeah. From his appearance. Um, it was very dark on the stage. It was like, very dark. So dark. It, it was like till the very, very end too. So it kind of, I wasn't was, enjoying it. No, I didn't love it. And he was wearing the biggest leather trench coat. It was so unflattering. Yeah. Yeah, not a Eurovision song, I felt. Not a Eurovision song. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did know going into this, I was given a heads up by a listener, Katie P, who's a big fan <laughs> of Eurovision too, that there was a lot of sad boy songs on here. And by yes. the first time I got to like, yes, the song Boys Do Cry is like the very definition <laughs> of a sad literally. boy song. Literally a sad boy song. Um, I mean, it had a good message. It was just like, sure. it's okay. You can show your feelings. But I... I didn't love the performance. I thought no. we could have done. I thought we could have done better. Honestly, like last year, you have John's tears, John's tears, which literally moved me to tears, and now you bring us this guy. This guy, Switzerland. Come on. <sighs> well, somebody has to pick it back up. Um, Slovenia. The the band is LPS, which stands for Last Pizza Slice. Yes. Um, and this is Disco. And is in Slovene. Mm-hmm. 
Was this the one they were all young kids? Yeah, like, I wrote high school band. Yep. In front of a big disco ball. Yeah. They're, they're young. Sure. They're young. They're they wearing velvet leisure suits. Yeah. They could have they sang this at a Slovenian prom, I think. Yes. Oh, my God. Slovenian prom, for sure. It was just, I, I feel like, okay, so this is my theory. So in times of great upheaval in mm-hmm. history... Um, people feel a strong sense of nostalgia because you find comfort in nostalgia. And I feel like Eurovision this year was a lot like everybody just said, you know what? Times are tough. Let's go back to the golden age of Eurovision, which is the 1970s. (laughs) And they really leaned into that. And I feel like I personally feel like this year's Eurovision wasn't nearly as good as last year's Eurovision overall. But there were... Yes. I would say I think I had more favorite songs from last year. Absolutely. I would agree with mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. Um, and after Slovenia, we get Ukraine, and that's yes. um, Kalish Orchestra with the song Stefania in Ukrainian. And I mean, I love this song, oh, before, this song. before Eurovision even happened. They are in traditional outfits, except for the two Rasta guys in the back. It's very confused by them the whole time. Um, But yeah, a lot of Ukrainian embroidery. Oh yeah, but then there's like a guy in a pink bucket hat. Yeah. There's some um, traditional instruments being played. A very long swanee whistle. Flute. Yeah, Um, Steve was fascinated by it. He was like, (laughs) I want to know how he's playing that flute. Because it didn't have any like hole, like finger holes. He was just like holding the, At the end very of it. end. Yeah. Yes. Um, so there's six guys in the band. Mm-hmm. It, it was a lot of hip hop with folk elements. It was an ode to the, essentially an ode to the motherland. Yeah. Um, I think they originally wrote it as like an ode to one of their actual mothers, mm-hmm. but then it came to just mean so much more. The crowd was Loved loving it every like second from the of very it. beginning. Um, yeah, this was one of, this is like my front runner from the very beginning. Absolutely. But. And it was actually really touching how much support they got from everybody mm-hmm. in that, that arena. Like even their, you know, the people they're in technically in competition with were like, right. We love you. We support you. They got, they went crazy for them when they would perform. It was awesome. Yes. I loved the upholstered B-boy who didn't sing or play an instrument. He was just there to like dance just dance. <laughs> yeah. I still don't understand the, the guys with like the head to floor dreads. Yeah. I think, I think that was just a, I think that was just an aesthetic choice. It had a lot of movement to it when they would like bop around. It had, it really (laughs) caught the eye. (laughs) I kind of loved it. Oh, Steve called them, um, colorful ghillie suits. That's what he called them. (laughs) Yeah. That's like a, that's a great description. Um, from Ukraine, we go to Bulgaria, the intelligent music project with the song intention. Ugh. <laughs> yeah, this was instantaneously forgettable. Yeah, this is like dad rock. I wrote, "Is the lead singer actually evil, Justin Guarini?" Ooh, they are all dressed in black. There are some white circles. That that's yes. my notes. Those yeah. are my notes. Honestly, very like mid-grade forgettable song, yes. which was you know 
Yes. Not great. I would argue this song was never in the safety zone. Um, <laughs> there yeah. we are, Bulgaria. That's good. All right. Uh, and then next, the wonderful Netherlands. Um, the singer is, the artist is S10, and the song is Dedeeped in Dutch. All in Dutch. She was beautiful. Beautiful. It was a lovely song. And the commentators mentioned that um, she didn't want to sing in English. She said that oh, she, she felt yeah. that she could ex- express herself better in Dutch. Mm-hmm. Um, and in Dutch, her name is Steen, um, ah. which is how you pronounce 10 is teen. So ah. that's what it was. But um, she had beautiful blonde hair, shiny down to her waist. She was very young. Yes. She had an unk tattooed on her neck. That I was like, that looks like it hurt. Oof. But, you know, she's like 21, so. She's like an asymmetrical cropped suit yeah. on with no top on under the jacket of the yeah. top. Um, yeah, the, the audience loved it right away. She was mm-hmm. really lit up. Um, it was just like a very simple, like, black background and the spotlight the on spotlight. her. And, but mm-hmm. like Johnny said, if you have like a very catchy hook that like the audience can sing along yeah. to that. Ooh, yeah. You don't need a lot of flashing lights and dancers and stuff if you've got a good song, right. for sure. It was lovely. It was. It was lovely. Um, and then uh, <laughs> switching gears, pretty much uh, turn the turn your dial one eighty degrees <laughs> is Moldova with uh, Zobzi Zub and their song uh, Trenuletu. Oh yes. I'm bopping already. They started this off with, hey, ho, let's go. Yep. And you're like, am I at a, am I at a game? Yeah, this is a song about the train that that they put in between Bucharest and, and I forgot the other city. Yes. Uh, and um, Chisinau. Chisinau. The capital it. of Moldova. Steve was like, Steve and I were like, this is your, uh, your Moldovian uncle's band. Yeah. Your, you said, you know what? Yeah. Okay. Uncle. Uh, <laughs> Uncle Dimitri, you can come to my wedding. You guys can play one song. And then it just turns into this. It was like, they're a they're a Moldovan wedding band. <laughs> well, so they had, so Zobzi Zub is like a, like they're kind of like a pop, a more, I don't know, rock group. Yeah. And then the, the Adam. Out of something brothers were the yeah they were, the, were folk, the, the folk guys that were there to like make you <laughs> like do your shindig on the on the uh, accordion and the violin. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. I did write Beastie Boys at a hoedown. Oh, that's good. Mm-hmm. That's a really good mm-hmm. one. Mm-hmm. Um, or also, they might play this at a hockey game in Germany. Yes, that's very good too. Yes, I had I had some insights on day one. Um, <laughs> I thought it was I. It, it brought was, up the energy. It was fun. It was a little, it was a little cheesy, but like you yeah, know, that's that's, that's what we're here vision. for. That's what we're here for. I'd rather I'd take a cheesy song, a cheesy upbeat fun song without the word pussy in it oh, over pfft, over sad boy prude. any day. But yeah, I agree. I would also yes. Oh, but another beautiful slow song um, was Portugal, and this was Maro, and it was Sodade Sodade, which is in English and Portuguese. 
This is so beautiful. I love this one. It was the so first funny. time I heard it. This was like my favorite sad slow song mm-hmm. of, of Eurovision. There was a fog machine. Mm-hmm. There was clapping. She was with her with her gales. Yeah, like standing in a circle Singing at the very very front of the stage. Yeah. So it is in again. It's in English and Portuguese. Um, Sodade is like an untranslatable Portuguese word that means like this feeling of longing. And yeah. Mm-hmm. That cannot be be uh, sated. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Mm-hmm. Um, I found her voice to be very beautiful. It had like kind of like deep raspiness, kind of like the lead singer of the Weepies. That was what I wrote down. I wrote per- Portugal mm. equals the Weepies question mark. <laughs> um, yeah, I really enjoyed this. I thought it was very beautiful. It was beautiful. Mm-hmm. It was yes, again my favorite of the of the slow, saddy mm-hmm. bit songs. <sighs> All right, and you know what? <laughs> Lay it on me. My homeland did not bring it this year. No, they did not. They, they did really not didn't. bring it. Um, I I hated the song from Croatia, "Guilty Pleasure" by Mia Dimšić. Hated it. I can't. I have not. I can't. I can't defend it. Okay. The lyrics are bad. Oh yeah. It's it's about cheating. It's about cheating, but it's to the guy she's cheating with. Yeah. Like I'm with him, honey. You're just my guilty pleasure. Yeah. And also, I felt like her voice was very weak. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't great. It wasn't great, Mia. Like, no. I don't know. I don't know. Um, I mean, like, she did have a pretty pink dress on, and she had her, like, leg out. And then I wrote, at first, she looked like she was at least playing the guitar, but then she gave the guitar away. Yeah. So she wasn't really playing no. the guitar. Um, and then there were, like, dancers who were, like, acting it out yeah they were like, performing well, the song I'm here with you and i'm running away and we're and you're <laughs> the guilty pleasure and then she sang a little bit in croatian which was nice yeah you know we'll toss something well at the my, crowd but my favorite part of it is that she's at the beginning she's got her little guitar she's figure plucking or whatever pretending to play and it's just her in the spotlight and suddenly this man this barefoot man just like appears next to her and i was like what's that guy doing there <laughs> <laughs> it did look like he was just some guy who walked down to the stage and was like oh <laughs> but it turns out he was the dancer playing the other man or whatever. Yeah. And then there was a girl dancer that was re- representing her. But then at the end, she danced with the other man. It was it was not great. Croatia, if you're listening. Get it together. I'm here. Send me an email. I'm happy to collaborate. Oh, I've been watching Eurovision for two whole years now. <laughs> I have a lot of thoughts. Yeah. I'm going to help you get to that final. Mm, okay. Let's do it. I'll help. <laughs> Italy already did it. So we're good. Yeah. I'll help. Yeah, great. We're go- we're going to do it better next time, Croatia. Um, and following Croatia, we had Denmark, which was the band Ready, um, and the song was The Show. That's it's, it's like an all-girl band. Yes, they were cute. They had very sweet suits on. They reminded me of the Donnas. Do you remember yeah, the Donnas? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're not there to be sexy. No. They are there to take care of business. And they're going to rock out with their hair. Yes. And their instruments. <laughs> they were cute. They looked like they were having a lot of fun, too. And so I 
it started out slow. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. they picked it up and it was like a rock show with this all girl band and I thought it was great. And I thought I it was great. Had no idea why it didn't qualify. I mean, uh, let's just, I'm just going to say it right now. I feel like semifinal 1 was they made a lot of wrong decisions mm. on what was getting into the final. And I think you would agree with me despite the fact that we both disagree about Chitizani. But the others that got chosen and the other that didn't get chosen, I was, I was very upset by. I was about a couple mm-hmm. about a couple of them. Yeah. Um, after Denmark, we have Austria, which is Lumix featuring Pia, Pia Maria. Mm. The song is Halo, which is a little pitchy dog. Yeah. Oh, in fact, that's what I wrote. Pitchy dog. <laughs> so you have like a DJ and there's a singer and yep. she has pigtails. And she's got red hair. And there was a lot of light show. Johnny Weir said, this smells of Euro. <laughs> it was very Euro. Um, and he was like, this is very electronic music. It's forever. This is exactly mm-hmm. what I would expect to walk into if I go to like any club in in Europe. At any, you know. Yeah. You're in Berlin. You're sweaty. Yes. You're drinking warm sweaty. beer. Oh. There's a lot of like, there's a lot of BDSM flash, and flash, flyer flash, inspired light, outfits. Light, light. Yes. Yeah. You'll hear this. I mean, at least it was like a, at least it mixed it up. It was like electronic. It was was high energy. Yeah, it was high Mm -hmm. energy. I just, I just didn't, um, I can see that this would be in a club. Yeah. But like, I wouldn't be there. No, absolutely (laughs) not. You, no, we, we've passed that point in our lives. No. No. All right. Next from Iceland, we have Sister with Midhike Kandisol. Oh, good job. Practice my Icelandic just for this. I loved it from like the when I first like listened to the Eurovision entries on okay. like the playlist. But when I saw this performance, I no longer like the song. Okay, I'm so there are two songs in Eurovision that were weirdly American country inspired. Mm-hmm. And I was, I found it unsettling, one. Um, and two, <laughs> Graham had some really funny things to say about <laughs> this performance. He was like, sometimes the bands and the performers go overboard. This band, Seaster, went maybe a little underboard with, their, <laughs> with yeah. their performance. It was just three pretty ladies, yep. one blonde, one brunette, one, one redhead, redhead. Mm-hmm. just standing there with their guitars. Sometimes swing. they all looked in the same direction. Yes, and turned... And pause for yep. photo. Um, um, yeah, I it reminded me of like the band First Aid Kit when I first oh, heard yeah. of them. Um, and again, I liked I liked the first time I heard it, but then after watching the performance, I was, I was like, like eh. nah. Especially since last year, that was Dottie we Fryer. Loved them. They were great, they, and we loved them. Apparently, they're sister because they're all sisters, and apparently, the guy on the drums was their broder, broder. their brother. So Aww. that's kind of nice. Keep Good it in for the him, family. not trying to get <laughs> get, get in his on name that. Up in there. <laughs> After Iceland, we have Greece with Amanda Georgiadi Tenford and Die Together. She had this flowing white dress. Yes, it was a little Victorian. Had a high yes. neck. That was a good moment. 
Um, she's studying to be a doctor, and she yeah. looks like a baby. So she we called her so Doctor Baby. She looked so young. <laughs> yeah. The stage was like a lot of toppled over chairs. Mm-hmm. Um, there was obviously a lot of symbolism in this. Sure. Um, I think the set design was really good. Yes. Um, the song was fine. I thought she sounded lovely. I thought she sounded great. Uh, she reminded me of Imogen Heap. Yes. A lot. Okay. All right. Um, yeah, it was perfectly fine. It was perfectly fine. It was a very good female ballad. Yes, I would agree. <laughs> Just too many ballads altogether, I felt. Yeah, of a, lot of sad, this year. a lot of sad Eurovision. Yeah. But you know, and so if you liked Latvia as your favorite one, uh, it yeah, turns out that we'll Norway work. was. This is Eurovision. I wrote that down. This yes. is Eurovision. Absolutely. Heart, 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 heart. Loved Norway this. from Subwoofer and DJ Astronaut. <laughs> he was literally an astronaut. I know. I loved this. Is Give That Wolf a Banana. Give That Wolf a Banana. Give That Wolf. Give That Wolf. Give That Wolf. Give This song. This is, that is exactly what I fucking wanted from. I Eurovision. wanted two men dressed like yellow wolves in suits. I wanted named Keith and Jim. Named Keith and Jim. I wanted women in yellow morph suits with sunglasses and suspenders and a bow tie dancing their like for their lives. Yes. I wanted nonsensical yes. lyrics. Words on my screen. Yes. I wanted. <laughs> I wanted DJ astronaut. Oh. Um. We got all of it. I. Like when I when we first heard yes. that this was going to be a Eurovision song, mm-hmm. we were like, what the "Yeah, like they're not going to okay, make it." Come on! And then when I first listened to the Eurovision playlist, I thought, "Holy crap! Give that wolf a banana and eat your salad might win Eurovision." I, like, what is going to happen here? But this song ruled. This ruled. This was my favorite song after Ukraine of mm-hmm. Eurovision. Um, so Subwoofer. No one knows who they are. So there's I have, a lot of speculation, yes. but no one knows for sure who Keith and Jim of Subwoofer are <laughs> or DJ Astronaut. Yeah. Well, apparently there was some rumors that it was the same guys who did um, uh, "What Does the Fox yep, Say?" The, the, the Elvis guys, which mm-hmm. made more, which made a lot of sense. I mean, it's the same kind. I of would song. fly. I would. I would hitch my guest to that train. So Graham Norton had insider info. First of all, they sang yum 90 times in the song. So that's the trivia for you. Um, And Graham said, we think that the shorter wolf, Jim, is actually Ben Adams of A1, which was a boy band in the UK. Okay. So they're they're like pretty sure that that's Ben Adams. he He did not disclose where they got this information from, but... They were having fun up there. It was a great performance. They had fun. The audience had oh, fun. Oh, so much fun. It was like, you know, Johnny was like, that's like a parody song. Like every year there's a parody song. I mean, and I was like, it was just it was just fun and nonsense. Just, and Yeah, it was just a song about catchy. nothing. Now, yeah. if I went to a club and they played Give That Wolf I a would, Banana Lauren, I would be immediately I would be out there dancing. Yes. I do have to tell you, um, at work today, I went to print out a giant picture of one of the subwoofer's heads and I was going to cut it out and I was going to show up. You, when you showed up at my door, I was going to put it on. 
Oh my but God. I ran out of time and forgot right. to print it. <laughs> but Lauren's nails are, are oh, yeah. perfect, perfect subwoofer they're, color. They're very yellow. Steve describes this color as radioactive bile. <laughs> so I was like, that's exactly what I'm going for. That's what I'm going for. Um, yes, Norway. I was like, great song. Norway. This is Eurovision. This is, this is Eurovision. Yeah. Okay. And then to close out um, semifinal one from Armenia, we have Rosa Lynn with Snap. Oh, yeah, this was the one with the... Um, it was a cool stage. Yeah, with it the was paper. Like, yeah, I thought it was Kleenex. Like, my guess was that it, it was looked like Kleenex. it was fabric or Kleenex, yeah. Um, I will say that the lyrics didn't all make sense to me. No. And that's what I... That's what I get... That's what I got caught on. Okay, so let me... Please. Tangent. Yeah. Sidebar. Sidebar. <laughs> no Girls one listen. Five Eva. Yes. Is amazing. I love it. I know. I got to get Peacock. Um, so season two started on Peacock. This is a plug for Peacock, I guess. My my part of the episode is sponsored by Peacock. Um, <laughs> so Girls 5 Eva is on Peacock. And there's an episode where like Sarah Bareilles' character, she's trying to write some more songs. And she stays up all night. And she writes a song that includes every definition of the word set. <laughs> there are like you know, 430 definitions sure, of the yeah. word set or something. So this song is like 19 minutes long, but she <laughs> gets every single de- word of the definition. That's what this reminded me of. I was like, she's trying to use every definition of the word snap <laughs> and not in the right context. No, definitely not. It was, um, uh, Rylan described it as, um, Taylor Swift esque in sound. Um, clearly mm. not in lyrics. Mm. Um, I don't know. Maybe early Taylor Swift, maybe when she was doing like that crossover pop country thing. I guess I could guess that. Mm. But something tells me Rylan Clark is not a huge Taylor Swift oh, fan. <laughs> yeah, by making this comparison. Yeah. Um, I I liked her voice. And I yes. liked that it was a, like an interesting set. Yep. They did a nice um, job. Oh, yeah. So it was like a bedroom. And then like she would get up. And so everything in the bedroom was like covered with what I thought was Kleenex. It looks like a bunch of po- white post-it yeah. notes. And then yeah. she would like go to different parts of the set and like pull down a specific part. And then there would be like a word or a number or yeah. something or on the date. wall. Yeah. Which didn't make any sense. Like at one point it was like June 22nd. Well, maybe it was very significant for well, her. No one knew what it was, I um, guess. But then she pulled down... She pulled down one thing and it was a big circle and the wall opened up and then the stage turned around and then she walked out of the hole into the thing. So I was like, cool, yeah. great. Um, I did write down, it was very high school musical. Not Ooh. in a bad way. No, perfectly acceptable. Yeah. I don't know if I would have closed Eurovision yeah, with that. Yeah, that's what's interesting. And I know we talked about this before is like, how do they decide like, Placement. I mean, it's just like a draw. Like they they draw from like the blocks of who they think are like yeah. voting blocks. Like traditionally, like Scandinavian countries will vote together, so yeah. they won't put all the Scandinavian countries on one night or yeah. right next to each other. Exactly, so that people don't turn it off and don't listen to the. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. exactly. But yeah, I don't know how they do the order order. Well, apparently, according to Graham, in at least in the final, the order is very important. In the final, yes. yes. But I don't know if this if there's any stri- strategy involved in the semifinals either. But I mean, you know, your guess is as good as mine. So yeah, after semifinal one, our qualifiers were Lithuania, Switzerland, Ukraine, Netherlands, Moldova, Portugal, Iceland, Greece, Armenia, and of course Norway. Thank God it was Norway at least. Like if if it was going to be 
Latvia and Norway out of the final. I don't what are we know doing? if I would have Not even Eurovision watched anymore, guys. the final. So um, I was tasked with semifinal two, which was May 12th, 2022. I watched it on BBC three. Um, again, the hosts were Rylan Clark and Scott Mills, along with our Italian hosts, Alessandro Catalan, Laura Pausini, and Mika. I just wanted to say that again. Laura. Laura. Um, she really was rocking a lot of hot pink there for a minute. Um, and she had, <laughs> there were a couple times during her performance where, like, you could hear Graham Norton, she'd be talking, and you could hear him in the background just go, does she have different hair? <laughs> like, he just, like, murmurs to himself over the, <laughs> the talkings. But anyway... So semifinal two um, kicked off with Finland. Um, this was the Rasmus and their song Jezebel. So apparently the Rasmus has been around for a very long time and actually per- right. performed in Eurovision a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, they were interviewed by Rylan and Scott the night before as kind of like a, Hey, I mean the, at the previous semifinal as kind of like a, you guys are coming up. How does that feel? And they were like, how are you feeling in Italy? How was your night last night? And I guess one of the guys points at the girl who plays the bass and they're like, well, I asked her and she was like, well, I didn't sleep in my own bed. Like they made like a one night stand joke on the BBC Um, They described their performance as a birthday party from hell with their like balloons. Yeah. I thought it, I wrote underwhelming song, good performance. I did not like the song. It was fine. I mean, I, I wanted them with the way that they looked and the way that they were like rocking out. I wanted it to be a harder song than it was, but it just felt like arena rock. And I think when I read about it later, it was supposed to be kind of like a pro woman like feminist thing but it yeah. didn't seem like it to no me, you know what i mean like i don't i don't i know like the the website jezebel has kind of taken it and like sure you know, yeah, they've, made, it a they've thing. made it their own but to me like a like a rock band singing about jezebel makes it like it's not a feminist thing yeah there were also a lot of biblical references yes. and at one point he said something about like you know, bleeding out and dying like Jesus Christ. And I was like, um, the Pope is here. Like you are in land. Oh, Pope. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> like Chidi Zaney couldn't say pussy, but you can talk about how, you know, like make like snide comments about Jesus and Jezebel all you want, I guess. I don't know. Unfair treatment as far as I'm concerned. Mm. Um, but yeah, I mean, last year's finish, you know, contribution was infinitely better. Right. I thought. Yeah. Right. Um, so next we go, we fly off to Israel with, um, Michael Ben David with I am this, I just wrote this queen. (laughs) (laughs) This was one of, um, multiple extremely gay performances. Yes. Yeah. He had a good voice. Yeah. It. Was there a message? I don't think so. I, I <laughs> they don't know it. They don't all have to have a message. He was apparently the winner of X Factor Israel, which is uh, it's it seems like a lot of countries do like that's the deal. Like mm-hmm. if you win X Factor in that country, you get to be the Eurovision submission yeah. from that country. Um, I wrote work Vogue. Um, Scott said this feels like a drag performance without the drag. 
Um, and apparently this, this man, Michael Ben David was working in a supermarket six months ago. So like, Oh, well that's, he nice. literally came from nothing. That's nice. He was very handsome. He was, you know, working the stage. He had a very nice voice. Mm-hmm. I just feel like this song really got eclipsed by a bunch of other things. I think so too. Yeah. There was a lot, of, there was a lot happening in semifinal two. Semifinal two was <sighs> intense. Intense. Um, so, oh, speaking of intense, mm-hmm. our next performance is Serbia with Constructa in Copresano. This was weird. I loved this. <laughs> Well, first it's in Serbian. Yes. So, arguably, neither of us speak that. No, I certainly do not. So, the sound of this song belies the the absolute bonkers <laughs> visual representation. Yes. When I first heard it on the playlist, I was like, sure, eh. whatever. But then when I watched it, that's what I liked. It. So, it's this beautiful woman. Oh, oh, by the way, this was extremely performance art. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. I was like, Marina Abramovich, like, this is all an over. absolute mm-hmm. all over the place. The hosts were baffled. Like, Rylan and Scott, like, didn't know what to say. Oh, Johnny Weir was like, <laughs> so she's sitting in a chair. She has a bowl of water and soap in front of her. Surrounding her are men and women. Yes. In what look like um, some sort of religious. Yeah, like a like um, a monk's cloak. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And they're standing around her, and she's making very intense eye contact with yes. the camera. Yes. And she is washing her hands. Yes. And the only words you understand in the very first front lines are Meghan Markle. Yeah, which apparently is not Meghan Markle. It's just a, it's just a Serbian word that just sounds a lot like no, Meghan I Markle. No, I did read that it was about like why is Meghan like she was oh really as, like the standard of beauty in the UK. Oh, okay. It was like people don't talk about Kate Middleton's hair; they talk about Meghan Markle's hair. I see. Okay. Well, this song apparently was about <laughs> was critiquing. Um, the state of private health care in Serbia right now mm. in a very artistic way. Um, so I couldn't understand why there was periodic closed captions. <laughs> yeah, that was that was interesting. Yeah, just like just some of the lyrics yeah. were translated for you. It was very intense. Mm-hmm. Both Steve and I were like, this isn't getting through. It's it's this is even too weird for Eurovision. But everyone loved beat, 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 beat. everyone was doing the little like hand mm-hmm. motion. It, they really liked it. So you know what? I can't, it really grew on me. By the time I got to the final, I was like, all right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Hell yeah. Mm -hmm. Serbia. And then, uh, so, uh, this, the next was Azerbaijan Mm -hmm. with, um, Nadir Rustamali, Fade to Black. He had a nice voice. It is a you know a typical ballad. We can't afford to mess this. You go through There were a lot of fancy camera work this year. Right. Um apparently Eurovision is the most popular TV show in Azerbaijan. I believe it. I don't I don't know how many programs 
Azerbaijani <laughs> TV is putting out every year. Yeah, I mean, that's a, a lot yeah. of imports, I'm assuming. Yeah, your, your guess is as good as mine. I don't really have a lot of notes about this because it was, I mean, it was good. Yeah. Last year we had Azerbaijani on a grande. Yes, we did. They really a, a bunch of these countries really did a complete one eighty mm-hmm. on uh, for you know a lot of times for worse. Mm-hmm. It was I feel. a sad boy ballad. It was a sad boy ballad. They all blend together. Um, then we get like then we go a little weird again. So next we have Georgia with Circus Mercus lock me in. It was like funky prog rock. Yeah. Circus, circus. There was a lot of hair, a lot of beard. There's a little bit of a 60s quality to it, like monkeys. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you hear that like organ happening. Yeah. There was a man just playing a diorama of their own performance. <laughs> I, I'm, sur- I'm surprised that this didn't get as I'm many I'm surprised votes. too. Yeah. There was a man whose beard was made of flowers. How could, what more could what? you possibly want? <laughs> Steve described it as creative anachronism prog rock, or he wrote acid dream wave something something. <laughs> That sounds about right. Yeah. Um, Ryland described it as, it's like Willy Wonka grew up and went to Ibiza. <laughs> so so there was, so if you can possibly, if you did not watch this performance, you can maybe get a sense of what it may have looked like. Because it was, despite how they looked, a pretty yeah. straightforward, just like playing instruments. Yeah, I thought it was fun. <laughs> it was fun. I liked it. Um. So next we have Malta with Emma Muscat, not to be confused with the wine. Um, I am what I am. I mean, you could hear this on Top 40 radio. I wrote, this is grocery store pop. Yes. It was fine. It's a positive message about being who you are, and it's fine. Being sung by a gorgeous, oh yeah, thin, yeah, sexy woman, sexy yeah. woman, yeah. Let's let's not get it. I am up. what I am. Okay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, uh, take me or leave me. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I feel terrible for you. I'm sure you are an outcast. Um. Yeah. I had literally that was all I wrote was this is grocery store pop. Yeah. And then, I think she was a little pitchy. Yeah. In the, in the performance. live performance, mm-hmm. I think that maybe she, maybe she's a little nervous. Yeah. She's young. She is young. She'll come back, maybe. Probably not. Um, Yeah, so, okay. Let's talk about San Marino. All right. So we've got Aquilareo with Stripper. Mm -hmm. Now, speaking of stripping, he takes his clothes off. He takes his clothes off. And then he rides a, a mechanical bull. Yes. And... It sings in Italian. Uh, I wrote "Man on Man Kissing" in front of the Pope. One uh, of the guys is dressed like Beetlejuice. Yes. Um, during this performance, there was a proposal on the BBC because uh, people could like, like, you know, tweet in uh-huh. to the BBC live, and then they would read their tweets if they liked uh-huh. them. And there was a proposal. There was a man who proposed to his 
boyfriend and then two performances later he, they found out that he said yes so that's nice over the song stripper well he i don't think they knew the timing <laughs> you know it's kind of unfortunate i wrote okay this is the gayest performance of the night mm-hmm. rylan of course quote loved it so it um it was a little was it a good song i didn't think it was that good of a song and it felt very messy mm-hmm. like if you're don't get me wrong. Your girl loves a super gay performance, but this felt very like, like slapdash. Mm-hmm. And it meant, it seemed to be like, Oh, we're going to be like super gay. And we're, we're going to be like, we're going to rub it in your face. Gay man. Yeah. Which sure. But then you should have a good song that goes with it. You know, yeah. like, this wasn't that great of a song. So yeah. I wasn't that into it. However, mm. Australia, Sheldon Riley is not the same. Best voice of the night, absolutely, like beyond. Goosebumps, absolutely. Please. Oh my God. Great yeah. song. This was I my just f- got goosebumps now. I know, me too. Um, yeah, this was this was my favorite ballad mm-hmm. because the he he's wearing sure. this huge white crystalline costume that apparently um was forty kilos or almost ninety Oof. pounds. What? Um he apparently And he had the the veil. Yeah, he like he, a mesh like uh rhinestone yeah. veil over his face. Apparently he always performs in that. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, he starts out on a microphone, he sings, and then he climbs up these stairs and gets to the top of the stairs. And apparently he practiced his, um, like breath control by like wearing a backpack that was as heavy as his costume so that he could like control his breath. Cause he was like singing the entire time he was going up the stairs. Um, just an incredibly gorgeous voice. I loved it. It, yeah. I'm so glad. I'm so glad Australia got redeemed from last year. Cause we loved last year's Australia. Montaigne did such a beautiful job. They really got the short shrift there, but uh, COVID. Boo. Uh, Boo. (laughs) Boo. Um, So next is Cyprus uh, with Andromache's Ela. I love a little Greek tune. Oh, yeah. This, This was a song you would hear in a Greek restaurant. I have no memory of this. She was like in a shell. At one point, she like did some dancing, and one of her dancers like held the microphone for her. It was weird. It was a scantily clad hot girl in a shell. It was fine. I mean, it the was song it in Greek. Yes, it was in mm-hmm. Greek. Um, she was very beautiful. The song was very Greeky. <laughs> um, but there, we were both like, the only way this is getting through is because she's hot. Like, yeah, you know, and. That's that's all I have to say about that. And then next we have Ireland. Shout out to our Irish listeners. Hello, Ireland. Hello, Ireland. This year um, you submitted Brooke with That's Rich. This was cute. I thought it was 
I thought it was, I thought it was fun. I said 80s bop. The crowd loved it. Um, apparently, she won X Factor Ireland or was on X Factor Ireland. And her mentor was Megan Trainer. So okay. you can kind of yeah, see, see that. that in the song. Yeah. Um, I thought it was very fun. Very like. Yes. Yeah. Very like 90s alternative woman. Mm-hmm. But I did not think it was going to win Eurovision. No, I didn't think so either. Unfortunately. Because, you know, I would argue that both. Um, submissions from Ireland both last year and this year were, you know, strong. Yeah, I love last year. I know, last year's was so good. Oh, my God. Um, So, oof, next is North Macedonia with Andrea Circles. Yikes. Yikes. We'll play it for like yeah, a second. But, and we'll like yeah, we'll keep moving. Like a very strong vocal song, you know I was, what I mean? I wrote, she's singing below her range. Like yeah. she was singing too low and it was like wobbly. Yeah. It was not good. Um, I like this song probably the least out of everything not in this um, not- semifinal. <laughs> so during like during like their little package, mm-hmm. the host would say things like, you know, a little bit of tidbit, like, oh, here's a trivia thing about this person. Um, and for Andrea, they said, well, her favorite food is she loves chicken. So there's that. She's a big chicken lover. I was like, oh, okay. So she's boring too. Like she can't even. <laughs> like, <laughs> Boiled chicken breast, yeah. please. Yes, please. No seasoning. Hold the seasoning. I got to sing tonight. Yeah, I didn't care for this. And we don't have to spend any more time with this. Um, because next we have Estonia with uh, Stefan and his song was Hope. This was the second of the kind of like country ballads. I like this one. I can hear this on American radio. Oh, absolutely. No problem. You know what it sounds like? Remember when Aloe Black did like Wake Me Up? That's exactly what it sounds like. Oh my God, you're right. But like with an extra like. Yeah, like a little Western guitar in this. I wrote, someone thinks he's Orville Peck. Oh, he's like a gay country star, star oh, who sorry. sings. Like, that was, you know. Oh, is he the one that you don't see his face? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. He's got a beautiful voice too. Um, so this guy obviously does not, but it has like a country tint. This was the second of the country ballads. Yeah. Well, it was mid-tempo. Um, he was Estonia's sexiest man in 2020. Sure. And um, I was, I mentioned that he, I wrote down one of the few that engaged the crowd during his mm. performance. So he was like, I think that's part of the reason why he got to the final was because he was like walking around and like, you know, like singing to people mm-hmm. and like pointing out there and like, you know, thanking and all of that stuff. So I think he was very charismatic if the song wasn't like the strongest right. of the night. Okay. Um, ooh. So next is Romania with uh, WRS, and their song was Yamame. Does their name stand for anything cool? Like the last pizza slice? Ah, uh, I don't Wait, know. Wait, WRS. We, we rock sometimes. Wishing Romania success. Ah, <laughs> oh, that's better, I guess. That's pretty good. Nobody's gonna like it. We get away. Need you to stay. What if they gonna find out? This grew on me. This grew on me. 
Is he the oh, one that's like a really, really great dancer? Yes. He's a, he is a dancer. He's and a that's, dancer. He started out that way. So it was a good dance performance. Yeah. He, I, what I liked about it was that um, it was like a, you know, there, it was a very like Spanish flavored performance, yes. weirdly enough. Yes. Um, and there was a lot of like flamenco-esque dancing. And at, at one point, you know, it's like there are pairs of like men and women mm-hmm. dancing together. And then at one point he like dances with a man, mm-hmm. which I thought was really interesting and kind of like cool to see. Cause even, yeah. even now, like as progressive as we are in terms of entertainment and stuff, you don't see like two men dancing together on mm-hmm. television. Um, great dancer. I thought the performance was really great. I thought his voice was not the best. Um, but I kind of didn't care. Like I liked the Spanish flavor of it. I knew mm-hmm. it wasn't going to win. By the way, Yamame me- means uh, in Spanish, give me a call. Oh. Yeah. And he, the, the other lyric in the um, chorus is, uh, hola mi bebe be. Yeah. And it actually just means hello, my baby, but they added an extra bay to it because it my baby fit better. Be. My baby be. Um, so Poland, this, I had, I was mixed feelings. This was Achman with River. Oh, look, another sad boy ballad. Yeah, another sad boy ballad. I mean, at least it gets, like, at least the tempo changes a little. I said this would be a theme for a crime drama, right? You're right. You're right. I said it's just a nice looking man in a suit singing a lovely song. There were a lot of in-camera effects. (laughs) Like, like, it was like rain droplets and weirdness. Um, there were dancers that did not match what he was wearing. Uh, Steve, Steve described them as nightmarish sea ghillie suits. <laughs> so it's like these women in like a lot of fringe. It was fine. It was nice. He was handsome. He had a nice voice again. But you're right. I could see that as the theme to a right? crime drama. You're a, right. a European we'll tra- yeah. crime drama. Yeah. Who knows? It might come up. Um, so next was Montenegro with uh, Vladana and Breathe. She looked like a beautiful jellyfish. She had like a big satellite dish looking thing attached to her back. Beautiful jellyfish. Um, she had like sparkly lungs on her dress that the, the light caught immediately and I okay. thought they were like glowy um but as soon as the lights came up that oh, went away yeah and i was like that would have been cool to kind of keep um apparently the song is an ode to oxygen <laughs> are they out of ideas i don't know like just sing about love like everybody else does like chill out this song was immediately like to this like right now we just played it uh, over our cans i could not tell you a single note that no. i just heard it was immediately forgettable there was no way she was going to the final with this no get it together, Montenegro. I know you're tiny, but please. <laughs> Last, they ran out of ideas. <laughs> they were like, I don't oh, know. What do we good. like? What do we like? What do we like? You know, water's overdone. <laughs> they did water last year. We can't do it. Um, next is Belgium. Uh, this is uh, Jeremy Maquise with Miss You. Um, this has been described as Justin Timberlake Light. Yes. Again. Yeah. Wailing. Yeah. 
this was the only like kind of R&B tinged song. Okay. It was again fine. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing super impressive on that. He had a nice voice, but there was a lot of wailing. I mm-hmm. felt like he was really reaching mm-hmm. at some points. Um, but next, the next song I really enjoyed. This is Sweden. Uh, Cornelia Jacobs with Hold Me Closer. Um, she was in a DJ group called Stockholm Syndrome, which I love. <laughs> I loved this. Loved it. Very Robin. Yes. Mm-hmm. Also, I don't know, I'm trying to say anything about ages, but like she looks like she's in her 30s or 40s. Yeah, that's what I like too. She looked like a mature woman who's had some life experience. Singing about love. You exactly. Know? Not some 19-year-old yeah. whose heart got broken by the, by the boy under the bleachers. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know where I'm going with this. We're such moms. Um, I said, I wrote, I would listen to a remix of this. Yeah. 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 And I'm, it's very, it was good. I enjoyed it. And I was glad that it went into the final. Yes. Same. Um, And finally, I wrote, finally a bop. A bop. This is Czech Republic with We Are Domi and Lights Off. I didn't know why this song wasn't called Where Are You Now. I know. They used, ironically enough, every light on the rig. <laughs> Graham Norton was in, like... In lights off. Yeah, in lights off. They turned off all the lights, and then when the chorus, when it like it hit the, you know, the high, when the, the mm-hmm. beat dropped, all of the lights went off. And, and like, there were so many times that Graham was like we have to warn you that there are flashing <laughs> lights in this next performance. He said that probably 50 times. Yeah. Um, but uh, I would, again, I wrote, I would dance to this in a Berlin disco. All there right. We go. All right. You and Johnny. Um, and there were just loads of flashing lights. So yes. um, I enjoyed this. They seemed like they were having fun. Um, the lead yeah. singer girl had like a normal looking body, yeah. which I appreciated. I liked it. Do you know your Buffalo good. connection here? No, there's a Buffalo connection? So the girl is uh-huh. Dominika Haskova, okay. born in Buffalo, New York, <gasps> daughter of ice hockey player, the dominator, Dominic Hasek. Get the fuck out of this living room that is All yours. Right. <laughs> she leaves. Oh, no, I can't do this alone. She left the building. No. Um, <laughs> I had no idea. Oh, my God. Now I like this song even more. Right. Dominic Hasek, really? Yeah. The, my mind is blown. Yeah. He, he was playing for the Sabres when she yeah. was born in Buffalo. Um, Get the hell out. Went oh on my God, to obviously so cool. one of the most winningest, you know, NHL goalies mm. of all doesn't, time. Doesn't uh, won two Stanley Cups with uh, Detroit Red Wings. Played into his 40s. Yeah. 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 Huh, huh. <laughs> Interesting. That's cool. So, yeah, I thought it was a good close to the performance, to the performances, I should say. Yes. Um, so who went on? Who so got qualified? The, the countries that moved forward were Belgium, Czech Republic, Azerbaijan, Poland, Finland, Estonia, Australia, thank God, uh, Sweden, Romania, and Serbia. Yeah, I guess I was surprised that uh, Georgia Circus Murkus lucky in didn't yeah. make it. 
I'm, I was surprised by that too. And then also Ireland was great. Yeah, Ireland was great. There were a couple on here that I was like, really? That really? moved forward? But, you know, yeah. whatever. Um, and at the end of that whole, I said to Steve, I was like, you know, Ryland and Scott did their best, but, and Steve just interrupted me and he was like, Graham is the pudding. Graham's the pudding of the, the Eurovision. Like, is that a phrase? Yeah. No, like he's the dessert. Like that's, it's, he's what you're looking forward to, to watch. Pudding? The pudding, like British, like the pudding, like pudding is British dessert. You know what I mean? And it was great. He did not disappoint, I would say, on the final. All right. Grand final, May 14th, 2022. Johnny Weir is dressed all in white as an angel. He has angel wings on. Can I tell you, I've never seen a man who looks better in white than... Johnny Weir. He he has the he is built for it. Built for white. Also, again, cannot stress it enough. He's wearing angel wings. <laughs> <laughs> he is all alone in an office room somewhere. Bless him. There's three crew members that he's hanging out with, <laughs> watching all of this. They're probably in like t-shirts and cargo shorts. Yeah. And Johnny is in full angel wings, full cherubim. Mode. He he had to check an extra bag for that. You know he did. <laughs> All right, so um, we lead off with some of the songs we've already heard, obviously. So Czech Republic, Mm -hmm. Lights Off, actually starts um, the grand final. Which I thought was smart. Yeah, it was great. Uh, Romania with um, uh, uh, the... um, Yamame. Hola, (laughs) bebebe. Yep, Yamame. I don't know why I have such problems with LL. Um, Then we have Portugal with Sodade, Sodade. Mm -hmm. Then Finland uh, with Jezebel. And then Switzerland. Boys do cry. Ugh. But then finally we get one of the ones we haven't seen yet. Yeah. So France is um, Alvan and Ahez with the song Foulen, which is in the language Breton. Yes. I loved this. It was so witchy. It was so witchy. Very like um, Lorena McKennett. Yes. Mystical stuff happening. And, you know, I had forgotten that the Bretons are very, like, Celtic-inspired, yes. you know? Mm-hmm. And it really had that feel to it. I was very afraid that some snakes were going to come out yes. on stage, to be honest. Well, they're not allowed. I know. <laughs> that they would just conjure up some snakes. Yeah, though. no, for sure. I I was pleasantly surprised by how much I loved this. Yeah, it was it was energetic. Yes. Um, it was unusual. It was unusual. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. Um, I am kind of surprised that France didn't go with a traditional French language song to yeah, go through. Considering last year mm-hmm. they went so far with so French. Yeah. They went super French. Um, and I think maybe they were just like, Oh, let's try a different tack this year to win. But it was fun. I loved I'm it. Glad. I'm, I was disappointed that it didn't go farther to be honest. Yeah. Uh, following that is Norway with Give That Wolf a Banana. Of course. That was great. <laughs> Subwoofer and TJ Astronaut. <laughs> then, like, Armenia had to follow that up. Uh, Rosalind with Snap. And then Italy. Mahmoud and Blanco. Mm-hmm. The song was Brividi. Brividi, yep. In Italian, that means shivers. Mm-hmm. Apparently, this was huge in Europe. Yes. I mean, I don't speak Italian. No. So I don't know exactly what they're saying. 
But it does seem like a love song between two men, right? It, yeah. And, you know, it goes, it speaks to the classic question, are they gay or just European, you know? And, um, yeah, there was a lot of, like, sing- intense eye contact, singing to each Very other. Close together. Yeah. To, that's kind of what was giving me those. Yeah, but it did also feel, like, bro You know what I mean? Like, it's, it, these. You know how Steve and Josh often, like, make, sing in their highest. Their highest register to each, each other. other. <laughs> <laughs> guys have heard Steve and Josh. Um, Steve sometimes talks so low that I can't understand him. And then if I ask him to repeat himself three times, then I just nod along and say, uh-huh. Don't worry. I do the same thing and I'm married to him. Um, he has a dog whistle voice. That's what I tell him. I always have to translate for him at restaurants because the way he'll be like, he's like, I'll have the, and the waitress is like, I'm sorry. Like he wants the salad. Sorry. He wants a side salad with Italian dressing. Yeah, um, this was, it was a good performance. They sounded yes. great. They I, sounded great. Oh, yeah, they sounded great. I do not understand why this was so huge. Not only in Italy, like, apparently it was in the top 10 of, like, the, like, European Spotify for weeks. I I, I, I don't get it. I, don't, I mean, maybe some, I know, we could probably look up, like, what it's about. Yeah, we could probably do that. But yeah, but eh, this is our impression. You were listening to this (laughs) for what we have to say. Yeah. And you know, it was no all I have to say is no maniskin. No, it was no Mm, maniskin. It was no maniskin. No maniskin. Um and after Italy we get another new song um from Spain is Chanel with slow mo. And this is in Spanish in English. I mean, she was the sexiest woman. Oh yeah, by far. Now, Johnny did keep telling us that she was a dancer. Mm-hmm. And this is her first song. Really? I did like this song. Booty Hypnotic. Make, Make you, you want, want more. more. <laughs> she reminded me of um, Camila Cabello. Yes. Yes. Um, it was fun. Yeah. It was very, very sexy. They did so much dancing. Oh, so much dancing. She hit... Boom. Every one of her marks. Boom. I was really impressed with the mm-hmm. dancing and the live singing. Like she still sounded good and she was right. The breath control. Oh my God. She was working all over that stage and she wasn't even like out of breath. She looked incredible. Oh, absolutely. I mean though. Okay. So the, the word on the street, according to Graham Norton was that <clears throat> brevity was so popular in Europe that the Italians were starting to get worried that Italy would win again and they did not want to <laughs> win again. Because hosting Eurovision is so expensive. So they put Spain after Italy because Spain was like the next like favorite, uh-huh. the odds on favorite. So they put that right after Brevity because they wanted it to like kind of overshadow it a little that's, bit. Uh, that's interesting. Yeah. So that was the theory that what was going on. <laughs> it was it was great. And it was as, great. And as the voting played out, everybody else thought it was yeah, great too. Agreed. All right. Um, then eleventh that night is the Netherlands with um, Didipt. Then of course Ukraine with Stefania. Uh, then our next big five: Germany, Malik Harris, and the song is "Rock Stars." Lauren, what do you have to say about this here song? Better than last year's Germany, that's for sure. Do a restart and be who we are. We 
used to be the rock stars. I think his dad is from Detroit. Yeah, he's German American. So he he had a purely American accent when he <laughs> talked. Remembering it so hard. When time is moving so far. I wish there was a way to know. There was like a little bit of Justin Bieber. He he looked a little bit like Pete Davidson. <laughs> yeah. Young. Yeah, young. I, I think he knew he wasn't winning. Like mm-hmm. he seemed like very relaxed. Mm-hmm. Um, it was fine. Better than better than last, last year. year's. Yeah. It was course. better than I don't feel hate, which I wish I had never laid ears on. But you know, that's neither here nor there. Listen to last year's Eurovision to hear our, our yeah. thoughts uh, about last year's submissions. We have a lot of opinions. Ooh, opinions. <clears throat> um, next is Lithuania, Monica Lu with Sentimentai. Yeah. And then Azerbaijan with Fade to Black, Belgium with Miss You, Greece with Die Together, Iceland, Sister, Medhakan de Sol, then Good Moldova, job. again, Zobzi Sob and the Advohov brothers with Trinulachul. Trinulachul. You had all the tough ones. Uh, like, I had a yeah, lot of people right? just like, You're like of- Jane Smith singing <laughs> the song River. Yeah. Um, all right. Then Sweden, Cornelia Jacobs, Hold Me Closer. Great song. Australia, Sheldon Riley, not the same. Gorgeous. And then here we go, UK. You got Mr. Sam Ryder. Or as I like to call him, Larry Hemsworth. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah. He actually looks like Bill Hader with a wig. <laughs> this was huge, apparently. Oh, yeah. Everybody loves it. Everybody loved it to the point where. <laughs> Graham kept saying, like, um, this is the best reaction we've ever gotten from Eurovision. Like his voice was amazing. Oh, his voice was incredible. Apparently he's super popular on TikTok. TikTok. Yeah. Which, you know, what would we know? We watch it several weeks later when it is becomes a reel on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I've seen him before. I don't really remember him singing, but I remember that that long blonde hair and his you know, billions of teeth. I feel like he would be easy yeah. to make a Muppet of him. Yeah. He had a real, he had a great positive attitude. Everyone was so in love with him. Yeah. Um, the, the, the UK, uh, commentators were just baffled by how well the UK was doing because the past, like over a decade, the UK has not done well at right. all at Eurovision. Mm-hmm. So they were just all, everybody was like, I can't, I can't believe this. What? what? That's, that's great. It's like, what are we going to do? And at one point, especially in the final, when they were getting more and more points, he was like, um, I'm starting to see some BBC producers uh, sweating in this room. <laughs> They're like, oh my God, if we have to host Eurovision next year, we need to start planning like last month. Wow. Yeah, they were very concerned. Um, <laughs> so, so let me get this right. It doesn't seem like people want to win. <laughs> I think it's like, I think it's more like the people who have to think about the logistics yeah. of these things, like freak out about yeah. hosting because it's like hosting the Olympics. Yes. You know, like, yes, it's an honor for mm-hmm. sure, but you are like 
you're reducing your gross domestic product <laughs> by, <laughs> by, by like hosting all these people um, and spending so much money on it and all that stuff. So that seems to be the, the thing. I, I like the song. I didn't really get the hype around it, yeah. but he seems like a lovely guy. Yeah, I liked it. All right, then to close it out, we have Poland with River. Boring. Um, then Serbia, Incopare Sano. Bitistava. 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 Bit, 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 Bitistava. Loved it. And then to end the night, we have the Estonian cowboy with hope. Yes. Nice positive end. Yes. There was a lot of critiques about how they positioned all the ballads because they mm. put them in a huge block in the middle. Mm-hmm. So it was just like one slow song after another. And I, they think that's why those songs, those countries didn't get as many points as maybe they may have. Interesting. Interesting. Just a thought. Okay, Lauren with all the rumor mill. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right. So then they closed it out. Then we had to wait like two hours. Yes. Now it's like, okay, now it's time now to it, kill some time. It. Yep. Now Mika gets to sing. Now Moniskin <coughs> gets to sing. Yep. Now who else is singing? Well, Laura. I'm sure Laura got back up there. I'm sure Laura. Oh, didn't, yeah. She, I'm sure she was not scheduled to sing another no. another. And she's like, give me the microphone. <laughs> I will sing a song. Yeah. You it, want to hear me sing? <laughs> and everyone's like, yeah, we want to hear her sing. Um, by the way, I learned the Italian word for app is ep. So there you just go. Ip. It's just ep. <laughs> Use the Eurovision ep. You heard that here, everybody. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. So, you know, they do a lot of time filling. Mika's mm-hmm. performance was great, as we mentioned before. Mm-hmm. Um, but when it came down to it with the jury... Oh, by the way, you know, they they always have like, okay, welcome, you know, Ukraine. Like, yeah. give us your points. And they're yeah. like, Ukraine gives the, the this country 12 points or whatever. Yeah. Um, there were a couple of countries where there were, and I'm using scare quotes here, mm-hmm. technical difficulties. Mm-hmm. And those countries were like Romania and mm-hmm. Azerbaijan and Georgia. Yeah, And so... Um, Martin Osterhout, who is the like the official like guy for points for Eurovision, had to give the twelve points. Yeah, and there was this big like conspiracy theory that may be right or wrong that those countries may have been maybe a little tampered like with? tampered with or like Russia infiltrated mm-hmm. or whatever, and so they pretended like they were having technical difficulties yeah. just in case there were going to be any like political talk yeah. from the presenters. So they pretended like there was, so that was like a big rumor that was going on. Mm-hmm. But, oh, and Serbia was the best um, when they told their points because it cut to the woman who was, pre- told, who was, you know, announcing <laughs> the points and she was washing her hands in a bowl of water, which was pretty <laughs> funny. Um, so at the end of the jury votes, um, Number five was Portugal. Number four was Ukraine. Number three was Spain. Number two was Sweden. And number one was the UK. And Graham Norton was like, I can't believe this. This is out of control. Right. I had no idea that we would be this successful. Oh We're very gosh. worried. But as you and I both know, all bets are off until the all public vote comes off. through. Yeah. So from the juries, eight countries gave their 12 points to Spain. Eight countries also gave their 12 points to the UK. Mm-hmm. Six countries gave their 12 points to Greece. And five countries gave their 12 points to Sweden. And five countries gave it to the Ukraine. Yeah. So that was 
that was a spread that there were some surprises mm-hmm. there that I was surprised mm-hmm. by. Um, I was surprised at how many points Sweden got. I mean, I loved yeah. the song, but I was I was sure Spain and um, Ukraine would get way mm-hmm. more from mm-hmm. juries. But then the final came up. So the final, 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 top final. five televotes. Number five was Serbia, which is crazy. It only had eighty-seven jury votes, but it had two twenty-five from televoting, which is nuts. Number four was Sweden, so it dropped a couple of, and that had two fifty-eight from the jury points and only one eighty from the televotes. Yeah, which I think was disappointing for them. And then number three was Spain. It stayed in the same like spot. Yeah, they had two hundred thirty-one jury points and then two hundred twenty-eight televotes. So it was like it was just an even split. Yeah. yeah. And then number two was the UK. Yeah. They, again, they had the 283 in the jury points, but then from Televote, they got 183. And like the huge upset, at least in terms of point like delineation, mm-hmm. uh, number one was Ukraine. Ukraine mm-hmm. won. Yes. They had 192 of the jury points. So like you said, they were only like fourth mm-hmm. in the original with the jury voting. But from Televoting... They got 439 points, which is the most televoting points that anybody's ever received in the contest history. They also received points from every single country who could vote in the televote points. And they were only 29 points away from the highest possible televote score. Whoa, that's crazy. There was an audible gasp. Yeah. 28 nations gave their 12 points to Ukraine. Oh, my gosh. Which And then five countries gave their 12 points to Serbia. In the televote. Which is which was wild to me. Yeah. I was like, the song was fine. I mean, it was it's weird. It was performance, The performance art one, yeah. Yeah, it was crazy. But everyone was, it was actually really lovely to see. Everyone was so excited for Ukraine. Everyone had like, uh, the um, Iceland mm-hmm. had the Ukrainian flag on their, their guitars. And mm-hmm. so there was a lot of like subtle and overt like support right. for Ukraine. Um, that band, Kalush Orchestra, didn't think that they would make it to Eurovision, mm-hmm. um, but they managed to get to Italy, and their commentator couldn't make it to Italy, Right. so he was commentating from a bomb shelter in Kiev. Undisclosed Yes, an undisclosed city. Lo- no, they didn't even oh, say what even, city he was from. Oh my gosh, so it was like an undisclosed location. Yeah. I remember I saw a picture of him in the bunker. Yeah. Like, he's got like three computers and like a microphone and a headset in like a dark, dank basement looking thing. It's out of control. So they won. But the first that my first thought was, where is this country going to be next year for them to host Eurovision? Mm -hmm. Like the most expensive, you know, Mm -hmm. huge thing. So I was like, I'm wondering if like another country will host for like a neighboring country will be like the, the location for Mm -hmm. them to host kind of thing like Poland or Romania or something like that. So it was really nice. It was great. The song was great. I thought it was good. Steve got spoiled, unfortunately, before we got to watch it. But it was great. It was fun. It was was, fun. It was what we needed. Yes. In the middle of May. Absolutely. I look forward to it every year. (sighs) In perpetuity. In perpetuity. For as long as I can. As long as I have eyes and two ears. And a desire to see a bunch of Europeans make fools of themselves. Oh, it's a dream. Um, here's an interesting tidbit Ooh, that I wanted to note. So the year 2022, uh-huh. it was the first edition of an award called the You're a Vision Award. No. Ran by the fan site songfestival.be. 
the You're a Vision Award was established with the aim to celebrate the creativity and diversity that embody the Eurovision spirit. And the winner is the one with the most notable outfit. So <laughs> Australia's Sheldon Riley won the award. Oh, good. And Spain's Chanel came second. And then Subwoofer came third. But I would like to point out that I made a play on the Eurovision yeah. Award many moons ago. I feel like you should be getting royalties for that. I need to go to the fan site, songfestival.be, and figure <laughs> out, first of all, figure out what country that's in. Yeah. <laughs> One, determine One, their location. Where are you? <laughs> yeah, I think you should. I mean, I'm almost positive we TM'd that back then. I think we TM, 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 TM. It was good. It was a good Eurovision. I mean, from everything that I saw online from people who have been watching Eurovision mm-hmm. for a long time, they said 2021 was like a golden Eurovision. Mm-hmm. Apparently, we started watching it at a very right at the good right time. <laughs> yeah, right at the right time. And so, but universally, it seems everybody was like, yeah, this wasn't the best Eurovision mm. that there could have been. And I think yeah. it had a lot to do with the ballads. Yeah. But there were still some bright spots that really I really enjoyed. Yeah, Subwoofer. I I watched that performance probably four or five times before it even before Eurovision was even like anywhere close. Yeah, it's just so good. It was so funny. Loved it. I loved it. Um, thanks so much for listening to our <laughs> to our American analysis <laughs> of Eurovision Song Contest 2022. And uh, we'll link to the, of course, like the Spotify playlist. Oh of yeah, the, the Eurovision song, so that you all can listen to them in their entirety. Yes, there are some jewels in there. Mm-hmm. And let me know what you thought of Chidi Zaney's uh, uh, "Eat Your Salad" because I maintain that it was very good. <laughs> I enjoyed it. If you didn't know the lyrics, now if you didn't, if it was sung in Latvian. You would think it was a bop. And there's something about that like synthy. Wait a second. To it wait a I second. Lo- that I don't love. You hate saxophone. Yes, I hate a saxophone. Oh, well, that makes perfect sense then. Because that was all saxophone. And like there's like that synthy, like. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I yeah. love it. Yeah, I'm all about it. I'm going to listen to it on my way home tonight. Shoot. I hope you do. <laughs> going to send you a voice note of me singing the whole th- song oh thanks <laughs> well thanks so much for listening you guys <laughs> yeah definitely weigh in let us know what you think yeah who would you have given your dues points to oh yeah that's mm-hmm. good yeah who let would have you given your 12 points um and uh we will back to, be back to our regularly scheduled podcasting uh <laughs> in two weeks but um thanks so much for listening again yes uh we'll catch you next time uh ciao, ciao.